0: Hello, In The Water Podcast. It is your humble host, Russell, back again for another segment. Um, Trying to, you know, do what I can to stay on top of it, you know. Fucking, it's craziness. It's craziness out here today in this uh, wonderful climate that we're all in together. This beautiful ambience. (coughs) Um, yeah, it's, right now, I'm actually about to, not right now, but tomorrow, I'm gonna be headed out to PA for backpacking, going to backpack for a couple days, taking a nice little breather, uh, I've been staying with my brother <clears throat> as of late, like the last month or two, two months maybe, been staying with him off and on trying to work on my Honda, and I'm at this point with it where there's no options, right, where it's it's do or don't, it's do or die, you know, and <clears throat> I'm at the point now where I have to remove the head off, the remove the head, I get to, I have to pull the head bolts off, right? But it's like, of course, every opportunity for life to throw a wrench in our mystery soup, right? It does. So anytime we feel like there's like a breath, a breather, like an opportunity that things are going to improve and be easier, it's not. You know, my cousin and her fiance. I'm not 100% sure what they're doing in the next couple months, but they're trying to go out on a trip like I did and perhaps move somewhere, you know? I don't know, because the last time I talked to her, she said that she that would I watch her dog for a month while they're gone. So I don't know if they've changed it to only a month or if they're going out there. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But, I mean, it's still not off the table for me to go with them. Right, but right now it's like crunch time with my Honda And That's what we're doing So I'm going to go backpacking for a couple days Get some R&R some, A breather with them With uh, my cousin and her fiance And their friend And it'll be nice be like some primitive camping and backpacking Out in the backwoods of Pennsylvania So that's cool Super cool <clears throat> I feel like the possibilities are endless You know like it's strange. It's strange because as I've reintegrated back into this lifestyle, it seems as though uh, with specific temperaments in my proximity and the experiences that I've been having, it seems as though in certain states uh, everything seems, like, dark. Like, night. it's hard to describe it. It kind of feels like... You have like a narrow field of vision, right? Where all you can see is the frustration and the and the dilemmas and problems and then it's like I also know that there's only alternative solutions. And sometimes it takes a second to just pop out of that narrow that narrow field of vision to be able to see it open up. I just actually kinda of felt that. know i was driving right before i started this and i just i know what lies in front of me at least for the next couple days kind of i have an idea of what lies in front of me i don't know actually what is or what will but it's very interesting how like i was just thinking about it as i was driving towards it and it just opened up right like the, the possibilities are endless like they 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 really are. You know, because worse comes to worse. Because there's a very, very strict time constraint on the Honda. Me working on the Honda. I basically have a minimum of two weeks and a maximum of six weeks to get this done. And what I have to do is I have to remove the head, evaluate the threads in the spark plug tube... Uh, cylinder five actually and um re-tap it re-thread it put it back on put it all back together um, fill it up with fluids and oil and, and get four four used tires at the very least perhaps a new battery and this is this is the crazy thing is that it's all it's all a whim right like I don't know what's gonna happen once I get it all back together it it might just not start sometimes when things are uh, not timed properly or there's like a specific dilemma like the engine just won't turn over and so there's a good possibility that I could do all this and I get it all back together and it just doesn't just doesn't start it doesn't turn over and there's a possibility that I mistimed it which I don't think there is I think that I timed it perfectly um, <clears throat> but there's a possibility that the timing is off slightly and it will just destroy the engine, destroy the pistons. And <clears throat> it's all about possibility, isn't it? Possibilities are endless. And then what? Then I got to figure out what to do with it. <clears throat> Part of me really wants to just buy another fucking Honda and take parts off of my original horse, right? Cause that's the name of my Honda. I named it horse, take parts off of it and put it on the new one, just to have it with me. It sounds crazy, but I feel like i I <clears throat> bonded with it. I have this strange sentimental attachment to it because it was with me on my trip, right? And <clears throat> the challenges that I have faced um, post, post-reintegration has been solely for that car, like solely, because I refuse to give up on it. I refuse to abandon it. Now, I don't know what the future holds. It is bright. I think it's bright. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, though. Sometimes it feels as though you're in darkness. And all... And that's what I was describing when I said the narrowness of view. Is that it seems like you just have like this very small candle candle lit uh, area of vision, right? Like you can only see however much a candle would light and illuminate. And that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. It feels like you're just swallowed up by the darkness. And we forget the possibilities. We forget what's possible. We forget what we can do. We forget what's capable, what we're capable of. We forget that nothing holds you back. Nothing. You know, a lot of the times I'll be talking to people and they'll be like, you don't have kids. You don't have kids, so you don't understand what it's like to be held back for real. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. I guess I don't. Right? But it's like at the end of the day when it comes down to morality, right? It comes down to your own personal... Morality is what judges your decisions and your actions, choices. <clears throat> and a lot of the times, rightfully so, people feel like it's immoral to leave their kids for whatever reason. you know. But that doesn't necessarily negate the fact that you can still do it. I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying anyone should. But there are only alternative solutions. And I feel that the best take it under advisement, of course, especially from somebody who is not dealing with it, but I guess that the, well, I guess I am in some sense because I'm still in the preparation, preparation stage of life is to find somebody that you can communicate with All right? find somebody that you can cooperate with, not somebody who becomes combative with you and combats your every move and every choice and makes everything a hurdle, everything an obstacle, I would just suggest to people that you try your damnedest to find somebody that you can cooperate with. I feel like reconciliation of <clears throat> any regrets or any ill-fated judgment calls would be a lot easier to reconcile with right Then, if you had somebody that was working with you if you had somebody in your corner kind of screwed the pooch on that one I miss it though I miss the world I miss the void you know I was just talking to my brother before I left he's like be careful as always and I'm like am, you know, like, I was talking to him about the people that I'm going with, and I'm like, other than, you know, my cousin's friend, I feel like I might be the only one, like, the most experienced person there in traveling, and he's like, yeah, but don't let that go to your head, and I'm like, never, I never use, I never use past experiences to judge or gauge future experiences. Expend? What is it? Uh, what is the word? Uh, excursions. If you, I never let past experiences gauge future excursions because every every excursion, every situation is different, <clears throat> and you need to be able to modify your approach based on the, the situation because the possibilities are endless, right? Like at the end of the day, I could go on this trip backpack, never come back. Abandon the car at my brother's house. Abandon everything. And that's kinda of what I was talking about with the kids, is like, you know, with parents and shit like that. Is that they they're like, you don't you have no idea And it's like really? This is something that I call radical freedom. Right? Radical freedom in my position in my perspective is that, you're free to do anything you want, anything, and no one can stop you, no one can get in your way, like, you could pick up a fucking hammer and bash someone's head in with it, and no one can stop you, if they can, if the person you're trying to bash their head in stops you, then they can, but it's like, if you get it over on them and you bash their fucking head in, nothing's stopping you from doing that, right, only you, now, here's the thing, you are free to do that. But you are not free from other people's radical freedom. You're not free from the reaction and the uh, the, what is the word? retaliation from other people's radical freedom based on the choice you made with yours, right? And so in some sense, you are radically free to do anything you want to do. You're just not free from the consequences of it. You're not free entirely. You're not ultimately free. You are only radically free. Because you are always constrained by something. And so people do have the radical freedom to just uproot with their kids. Right? And potentially, like if they leave without both parents, like somebody leaves one parent, like takes the kid and leaves. That's kidnapping. Right? It's kidnapping. I'm not saying they should do that. I'm saying they could do that. You also could, like, or, like, to make it less dramatic stakes, right? Like, you could just leave your fucking spouse. Just leave. Right? right? Because, like, people are like, oh, I'm trying to build a family. I'm trying to fucking do this. But I have all these dreams and aspirations. It's like, you could just do it. And they can't stop you. No one can. No one can. Because the possibilities are endless. I could... Abandon my car I could quit my job. I mean I've done it before Like when I went on my trip, I left my apartment. I left my fucking job Of course, you need to be a little bit calculated in your choices. I was calculated I was even kind of calculated on my trip even though I didn't with it. now. Here's the fucking funny thing is we are always always subjected to constraint always even on my trip, I had, even though it was very deparameterized, like, there was very little constraint on what I did, but there's still constraint, you know? You still have to sleep, you still have to stop, you have to rest, and then it's like I had, like, some modicum of, uh, of, of, uh, itinerary, although it was very loose and arbitrary, like, I could, like, I had, okay, hmm. We're going to make the turn or what? Jesus fucking. I love, and I'm not trying to have my road rage come in and bleed through on this podcast, but I'm going to let it out a little bit. Why in the world would you just make a left turn, see somebody coming 55 towards you, like not even 50 to 100 feet away, and you just make the slowest turn in the world? doesn't make any sense like if you pull out like let's just say you didn't see me coming and you pull out you're in mid turn and you see me coming why wouldn't you just accelerate into the turn I don't understand why people do that anyway like when I make a left turn or a right turn as you're pulling up to make the turn you let go of the gas start to turn and then accelerate into the turn and it pulls the rest of the wheel with it i don't get that i don't get why people just make the slowest turns ever and he just risked himself and the person inside of his his car and me for what for what like since we're talking about possibilities like it was possible for that guy to just pull out right in front of me haphazardly um you know, overzealously and, and and fecklessly. And just, that's it. Lights out. I don't even go on this trip. I just fucking wrecked. That was possible. Didn't happen. But the possibilities, they're, they're all around us. And that's kind of like what I was talking about, about it being bright. It opens up. The world opens up when you go inside of it. And you don't necessarily need to go out into the world and like, oh, I'm leaving this state, although I am. You know, you could just go outside, just recognize. Like, you know, here's another thing. Like, sometimes when I'm driving, and I'm driving pretty fast on the freeway or something, sometimes I just have this stark realization that I'm in danger. I am in danger. Doesn't feel like it. You know, the way that we've made cars constructed them, it feels very safe, very stable, right? There's there's stabilizers, shock absorbers and you don't feel every single bump and not the way that you would if there wasn't. You know, we've kind of made it a smooth ride compared to what it used to be like. <clears throat> but in that, you're still very much in so much danger going 80 or 70 or 60 or 55 like that speed is very dangerous and I think that the the cause for that realization is the fact that there it is possible for anything to happen Uh, Talmud Road Entering New Milford. I know where I'm at. I was about to say. I'm gonna make sure this motherfucker turns. You never know. You never want to just pull out in front of people. Because you never know what the fuck they're gonna do. I don't know. Well, we're definitely in a liminal space. That's for sure. You know, my one cousin. Not the one that I'm going out of state with today. um, Or tomorrow. Tomorrow. My one, my other cousin, her sister, hit me up this morning and asked me if I wanted to um, move in with her. You know, because I've kind of, I've kind of been in a liminal space for a while, for months actually, almost this entire year since I got back, <clears throat> which is a challenge in itself, right? Not many adults can live. With other adults and live under them in their house, you know, and and it, and it it produces certain challenges that one might expect, right? But I'm a pretty easygoing person, temperamentally, right? I can generally deal with people and their ways, and I'm sure you guys can understand that from this podcast. <clears throat> but. <clears throat> It does pose its challenges. It does. So anyway, my cousin hit me up today and asked me if I wanted to move in with her. Now, I've been dealing with something, kind of committal issues. I've been dealing with commitment issues since I've been back. Because this is not the first time somebody posed that I move in with them, And I have a reluctance, a hesitation, of doing it. Solely because I don't know what I want to do when I get horse fixed. I don't know if I want to go out into the world again on another trip. <clears throat> I will say that the... The resources for the possibilities are limiting. Right? Limited. They're be, being limited by the fact that I've had to spend so much money lately. And that I don't have as many resources that I did... time and I've been steady trying to keep up on it but I've had to help my brother a couple times and I've had to help myself I had to buy a new car I had to put money into it for work and now work's not looking so hot you know I have this incredible time constraint with my car and I'm a subcontractor so I choose my schedule and at the same time this uh, my trailblazer it's the car I bought for work it's not the most reliable thing in the world <clears throat> and I can't be doing exactly what my boss wants me to do with it because he wants me to do maintenance which is drive all around town a town that has shit roads by the way drive all around town and fix people's shit and I've, even when I was doing maintenance, I, for three weeks, I, was, I made the same amount of money in three weeks that I would make in one week doing rehabs under the same person. <clears throat> it's hard. And so I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I cannot focus on work. I can't focus on anything until I get this car fixed. Because until I get this car fixed, I can't actually put my focus and attention on anything else. <clears throat> and of course that's a choice because it leads to specific possibilities and possibilities that if I chose not to work on it might be possibilities that I don't necessarily want without my Honda who knows maybe I'm holding on to the Honda it is part of part of it's because of my trip maybe it's a part of who I was before my trip as well that was a time that I was dealing with my previous lady friend. I miss her. And I remember texting her the day that I was about to buy it. <clears throat> I was telling her about it. She told me that that was a good idea. It was, They're good cars. And she has a Honda. Maybe it's, she has something to do with it. It's been a year almost. What is it? next month will be a year when we got together that's jarring to me shocking shocking that's another thing right like the way that I was talking about her the last time I did is uh <clears throat> that I gave up on it that a part of me knows that it's not going to work out the way that I want still love her. I still care for her. I really do. But I'm not holding out. That seems to me is, one, me holding onto a possibility that I still hope is possible, but it's also me closing doors on other possibilities. I don't know. I really don't. And I feel like I've said that the last three podcasts. I really, I'm really, i in this liminal space, this liminal period, in Life and, and and my motivation and, and my goals and what I want and where I'm headed and what I'm doing. I'm in this very liminal space of, of you know the only time that I really feel at home is when I'm not at home. You know, one time I'll tell you guys something. One time my brother, not the one that I've been staying with, my other brother, he told me. He went to Pittsburgh. He didn't leave Ohio until he was almost 30 years old. And he went to Pittsburgh and loved it. Loved it. And him and his wife came back and they were like, we want to move there. We want to live there. Have you ever just went somewhere and just felt like that was your home? And I told him, I feel like I'm at home everywhere that I am. I was like, either it's that or it's the alternative possibility, which is that I've never felt at home. And that's very interesting, isn't it? It's like the only time I feel at home is when I'm not at home. Because maybe being not at home is my home. I feel like I spent enough time out there. My horse gave me quite a long stretch out there by myself in the world. I'm shocked and fucking proud and impressed that my car pushed all the way from Utah to Ohio shaking. The engine was shaking. And the wheels started shaking when I was driving, they were knocked out of balance. that's part of part of that's one of the another reason why i don't want to give up on it it didn't give up on me it did not give up on me it got me home it pushed hard and i feel like i should push just as hard to revivify it i can't just give up because it's hard that's not how it works I'm entering into my city now. It's funny, when I first got this Trailblazer, it would take me an hour to get from my brother's city to my aunt's city, which are the two places that I'm staying at as of late. And now that I've been working on this one as well, it takes me 26 minutes. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I mean, it is very satisfying to be able to work on a car and because like, when I first went out on the freeway in this car it stalled on me I hit 60 and it stalled out and now it doesn't I didn't take the freeway today I took the back roads but... I'll be honest with you I feel like My podcasts have been really lacking that philosophical substance lately, like it did on my trip. I feel like there was always some kind of conclusion to be drawn, some kind of, you know, catharsis or some kind of question that that had some relative answer to it or conclusion in some sense, even though I never really conclude. I don't really conclude. It's always open. It's always open-ended. Maybe that's something right there. My perspective is open-ended. And so, to me, life is open-ended. There's never a conclusion. Not until it's concluded. You just gotta keep moving. Keep doing. Keep being. You know, just be. All there is is now. So I'm sitting here talking about two weeks, six weeks, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> I've wasted a lot of now. A lot of now. But is anything really a waste, really? You gain no matter what. And you lose no matter what. Anyway. Like I said. I'm going to try and make this a priority. Continue to keep you updated and keep you filled in and perhaps hopefully give you guys some more substance I like it I still feel like even though it's few and far between you guys give me catharsis you guys give me a, a ghostly apparition here to speak to <clears throat> but I haven't been concluding not even like in a like a what is that like? of conclusion you know yeah it rhymes big whoop, want to fight about it I'm Patty Tanager the caddy manager the family guy either way <clears throat> all we do is push forward go with the flow be now be present be here be you Here's that conclusion I was talking about. You are beautiful. You all are. We all are. Just live. You know, I think that that's one of the things that makes life dark, right? How I was talking about in the beginning is we forget the possibility, the vast ocean of possibility around us that's always calling for us to just live. Go play golf, go play tennis play hockey go for a drive go for a walk by a river go fish go swimming all these things are minute calls in our mind for us to live just go live it doesn't always have to be as extreme as going on a trip or an adventure just live it's all the same we're all the same we all want that we all want the same shit just to live right until next time